All right, we're here with a special edition, 132 Breeze, corner kick, Casey's Corner Kick. We are going to be joined by the guys from the Pitch Side Podcast. Um, I will go ahead and bring in Casey, my co-host. Casey, how are you doing? Good. Marlo, I'm excited to talk for more than my uh, allotted time on soccer today. and excited to get into it with the guys from Pitch Side who uh, know quite a bit more than I do about it, so it'll be a fun, uh, fun podcast to have. All right, that will be. And with that, uh, we'll bring in Don and Luke. We'll bring in John and Luke uh, from Pitchside. How are you guys doing? Good. How good, are you? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. We're excited. We're excited to get this going. Uh, very special edition of Casey's Corner Kick. Uh, Casey, I guess we'll, we'll take it from here. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, John and Luke, let's just start out by talking about uh, yourselves and or your podcast. Give you a second to, to introduce yourself to, to our listeners. Yeah, so our podcast is purely soccer-related. What we kind of do is we'll give kind of brief little updates of news from around the league, kind of updates, previews, and then uh, we kind of like to take uh, random news stories from all over the world, from, you know, headline news to, you know, news that you never thought you'd hear, and kind of just give our input and our takes on that, kind of unfiltered, kind of definitely a little biased sometimes but you know we've got to support our teams when we can uh kind of just keep it relaxed uh yeah luke what what else what am i missing nothing that was a great uh great little overview there i mean we're, <laughs> we'll take down. you we tend to go off in uh in tangents at times uh but i think in, in the in the best way where it takes you to a place you never thought you'd be it's soccer Ain't... for everyone you don't need to know Always. about any any part of the league and we're, we're, what we're trying to do now is elaborate more on some leagues that some people might not understand like give a champions league overview how it works what the point of it is same thing with the world cup so uh as much as we're trying to have fun we also want some people to be informed because we know we have a bunch of new fans that may just know of some teams from probably just playing fifa and want to know maybe just a little bit more and it makes it that much better that the World Cups is summer as well. So yeah, very just, true. Just bring it home. Very true. Yeah, I like that you're taking it a step farther and kind of explaining some of the formats because that's a question I get a lot as uh, a soccer fan of what's this random game happening on Tuesday, or you know what's the FA Cup? Why do I care about this? So those sort of things. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so next thing I, I want to ask you guys about is to explain your soccer fandom. Like, who are you a supporter of? Uh, and, and how you got there. I think one of the most interesting questions you can ask an American soccer fan is is what team they root for and how they got there because it's often a little bit random, I think, in, in my experience. So do you guys want to walk us through yours? Yeah, Luke, you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I guess it starts from the domestic league. I think MLS first, you have to have picked a team. Um, and given the new wave of MLS talent that comes through, it's almost like everyone you know, everyone's looking to pick a team. It's just who not necessarily has to be from a city from, you know, where you're at. You guys are Chicago area. Not everyone's from your area is going to be a fire fan. Um, but I happen to be a Red Bulls fan, um, just because of my location and because the Metro stars existed before the Red Bulls. So growing up watching them, um, I know John's hopped on the new NYCFC bandwagon. If you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So domestically, I am a New York city FC fan. You know, this is our third or fourth season uh one of our friends is actually season ticket holder not a season ticket holder he works for them in ticket sales so i actually purchased 
season tickets this season to get like myself more involved because you know with all the other champions league uh all the other leagues that you kind of really want to watch sometimes watching the mls falls a little further down on the viewing list um but like i originally got into soccer watching chelsea that would be like my team that i go to that i support the most that i love all right, so we're just touch up, uh, touching upon the domestic leagues first because fandom, you know, being, you know, in the United States, on the East Coast, you guys are in the Midwest. Uh, you got to be able to pick an MLS squad. And inherently, I've been a Metro, uh, Metro Stars fan for a long, long time. They've been around forever. Once Red Bulls bought them out, um, I switched over and became a Red Bull fan. Um, so domestically, definitely keeping it local. Um, on the international stage, I mostly follow Tottenham Hotspur just because of my Irish blood. I loved Robbie Keane watching him growing up. Um, so when that was first starting to be introduced onto major networks in the U.S., uh, those were one of the you know they were one of the first teams that caught my eye, and I liked their style of play. So I ultimately decided to hop on hop on board, and they've treated me pretty well so far. What do you think, John? <laughs> uh, Questionably I mean- well. Treating you well, I guess, if if that's what helps you sleep at night. Better than when I started watching them. Let's just yeah, say that. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually kind of started with the EPL um, quickly, though. I am an NYCFC fan. Um, you know, my actual good friend works in the ticket sales department, so he uh, offered me and another friend season tickets. So um, I actually... This season, I've been to a few NYCFC games, and uh, they're very fun. Like, you know, some people say that the MLS is still, like, yet to get on that stage and, like, pick up steam. And uh, I think they're picking up a lot of steam just from being at the, like, the atmosphere of the... It's in Yankee Stadium, too, which is even more incredible how they turn it into, like, you know, a soccer game. Um, but that's where I'm, I'm liking this so far. It's fun. You know, it's entertaining. Wait, they they play in Yankee Stadium? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't have a, a home stadium yet. They're still, like, shopping uh, different locations in, like, New York and Long Island, like, all around. Brooklyn, so for I think. Now, yeah, Brooklyn. So, for now, they're uh, stuck at Yankee Stadium. It's cool, though. It's not I as think, bad as one would think. Yeah. I think it's going to be the house that David Villa built. That's what they're going to call it. Yeah. Well, I hope that when they actually, because like, even if they get a new stadium, it's going to take a while for them to build it up. I hope that he stays long enough to be able to play like maybe a game, but I don't know. He's getting up there in age, so. Yes. Um, also, my EPL team is Chelsea. I'm a big Chelsea fan. Um, they were the team Ooh. I started. <laughs> they were the team I started watching. Um, my uncle actually lives in London, right down the road from Stamford Bridge. So when I was younger we visited him me and my family and he took us on a tour and i was like this is cool like this is the team that i'm going to start watching so kind of just stuck with it ever since all right okay well well i'm a big team usa guy yeah myself uh so every (laughs) every four years or so i uh that's when my hockey craze really i'm hockey (laughs) that's when my soccer craze really comes out it's almost the same sport yeah (laughs) one on grass one on ice yeah but yeah big usa guy well, yeah, both, those, I mean, both those answers made more sense than, than the how I became a Liverpool supporter. Uh, <laughs> essentially, I went through and started, when I started watching EPL a little bit more, I wanted to root for one of the teams that the Americans uh, played on, Dempsey and Donovan were in. 
the uh, EPL at that time, but that wasn't a lot of fun because those teams weren't that good at the time, Fulham yeah. and Everton. Uh, so I wanted to root for a team that had a chance at actually winning, and then Liverpool wears red, and we're predominantly a Badger sports podcast, so they were red, so I was like, hey, let's check out this other red team. And yeah, why not? I, I like to say that I think I play like uh, Steven Gerrard, but I actually play like James Milner, so <laughs> I enjoyed watching Gerrard play. And at least you didn't hop on the city bandwagon. That's what I'm, that's all I'm happy about. <laughs> <laughs> Convenient though. Liverpool well, happened to be killer this year. They were good. Yeah. I actually liked watching their top three play, and I think what Mo Salah did, and hopefully continues to do next season, continues because he is just crazy to watch, and it's someone someone that played for Chelsea, who I used to scream at the TV when he would come on for us. Now I have to watch him score 40 goals. Same thing with Kevin yeah. De Bruyne. I used to get so mad when he would get subbed in because he really didn't do much for Chelsea. And then the two arguably best players, not arguably, they are the two best players in the EPL this year. You know, they're Yeah, just, now when, and now when they play you, you're still screaming at the TV. They're just the focus <laughs> of my nightmares now. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of City, though, they... Uh... And turning to some recent soccer happenings, uh, they are officially uh, EPL champions as United blundered away uh, another game. It's <laughs> yeah. a good way to put it. Um, so this is what I'll say, and, and I've said this uh, for quite a while about City, is that they are enjoyable to watch, and I think some of their players are very world-class, and I don't take away from them like, their style of play, I just always find it absurd how, you know, they're just the checkbook team. You know, you could say it for a lot of teams all over the world, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you look back 15 years ago, City was not even, they weren't anything. Like, yeah, I couldn't even name you someone who played for City 15 years ago. Uh, now, though, their fan base is, like, quadrupled. You know, you a lot of Americans now are cheering for city because you know you want to see a team that you root for win um but having said that they're a great team and what they did this year was crazy um you know they could have won it in record time but you know got put off a little bit i i just think that um for the team that they had they should have done a little better in champions league and maybe fa cup i mean winning the carabao cup is uh, you know i consider it half a trophy that's what i say (laughs) But, I mean, next year I think is going to be a lot different. And I, I think the gap is going to be – I think next year we're going to get one of the best title races we've ever seen. Yeah, I think we definitely could that with um, Liverpool continuing strong, City being well united, maybe deciding to play attacking football at some point. Uh, that'd be exciting. Um, as we look back at the EPL season, what, will, what do you think your takeaway or what will you remember from, from this season? Because it's – you know, we're kind of coming to a uneventful end of the season, uh, so there's nothing really to, I don't think, we'll, to cling on to this. Uh, we kind of alluded to what I'm going to remember is Mo Salah's insane performance this year, but what maybe if it's a team-specific thing or in a league-wide thing, what are you guys going to think you're going to remember from this season? Um, that's a good question. I Do think you... the I think the relegation the relegation battles you're seeing that's a good uh, one. Yeah, you're seeing a few that. teams that have been in the league for a very long time in West Brom. Who else is down there, John? Uh, Southampton's down Southampton. there. Southampton. Um, 
who's the third one stoke yeah i think stoke so teams that have been in there for a long time about to drop down Mm -hmm. to the lower league and it's really difficult to come back up once you go down yeah west brom stoke swan they're all like still a couple now the gap is a little bit uh widened but you know two weeks ago from like 20th to 13th was separated by like eight points total which is crazy Mm -hmm. um yeah, I, I would kind of agree with you. Uh, my take back from this season, um, you know, as impressive as City was, I think that to be a team that's worth $3 billion, you have to be impressive. But Mo Salah impressed me way more. Um, I think he was worth, like, he got bought for, like, from Roma for, like, $32 million, something like wow. that. Wow. And what he did for... That's the bargain of the best bargain I've probably ever heard of yeah. in soccer yep. for scoring. The only person that has more goals than him across Europe, not just in EPL, is Cristiano Ronaldo. And to be up there with like Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi is just a a, a crazy accomplishment on his own. Um, you know, as a fan, I don't really want to remember this Chelsea season, so uh, <laughs> I'll stick with the most solid thing for now. There you go. Okay. All right, well, let's uh, maybe look back at EPL, but let's look at a competition that's still happening and the Champions League. Um, And I guess we'll start out with the games that happened this last week. So it was the second leg of the quarterfinals. Uh, So I guess the first way to start off would be with Real Madrid and Juventus. Was it a penalty? Luke, what do you think? We've had this argument. I've had this argument with just about everybody I know. (laughs) This is the this is one of those where if it went either way, both both arguments stand in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Just because yeah, of the fact that he he I know you you might wait. Did you say you don't agree? No, I do agree. I do agree. Yeah, yeah. Just because like the, because he fell forward, and his leg came around him, so it's like how much pressure was on his back to make him fall forward. Super yeah. questionable decision. At the end of the day, this happens literally every week. So I mean, it just happened to be on a big stage that made it yeah. made it you know shine. So. So I think that it was penalty, and I'm going to just share a little bit of information. If I had to pick a team, like my next team that I support is Real Madrid because I'm a huge Cristiano Ronaldo fan, like the, mm. probably the biggest Ronaldo fan. Um, so I I tend to support them in the Champions League because they always do well, and you know La Liga they're not doing too hot this year. But so my first thought was you give the penalty, but you absolutely don't send off Buffon. You know, I really don't even care what he said or what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it was definitely all in Italian, so there's no way Michael Oliver could understand it. Be a bit of a boop. Yeah, but I just think that if you're going to make a call that is potentially the game-winning shot with the world's arguably best player about to take the penalty kick, you have to let one of the best goalies of all time at least get a chance to defend himself because it's almost like you're just slapping him in the face twice by, and not taking anything away from Chesney. Like, uh, Chesney's a great goalkeeper and he actually guessed the right way. Ronaldo just completely put the penalty in a spot that nobody would ever save. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where I kind of, my, that's where my tiff is. But, uh, Ronaldo actually kind of said after the game, he said he has a lot of respect for Gigi. And he said that if Gigi was in the net, his mentality would have been a little different. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, it happens. It just happened to happen on, 
you know, a very big stage where a lot of people were watching. And I, I don't take anything away from Juventus because what they did prior to that was uh, not like nothing like that has ever been done before. Coming back from three, uh, three nothing away right. has never been done before. Is it just as big of a story if they did not call, if they did not make the call? Would it be a big yes. deal? Depends on the outcome. <laughs> right. Well, see, the thing is, the thing is, is that it would have been a big deal, but if that was potentially the last play of the game, um, so if that call goes, not, no, it's not a call, it's no PK play on, it still goes into overtime. So there's right. still a narrative for other things to happen. And, you know, even in overtime, like, it's two 15-minute halves. Like, Ronaldo could score, or anybody else could score one or even two goals in that time, and then the whole tie is just over. Yeah. But it just happened to be the last play. You know, I know some Juventus fans weren't happy, to say the least, but that's just how it goes, you know? Okay. Well, I think it's one of those situations for me where you kind of want the ref to swallow the whistle, but if it's going to be a penalty... At a different time, it should be a penalty then. So I think there's that standpoint to it, too. Yeah, I agree. And again, like Luke said, this happens a lot. This happens way more than people think. It just happened to happen in one of the most enticing games that a lot of people probably tend to watch, you know, as opposed to, like, Stoke playing Swansea and the Mm -hmm. same call happens. And no one cares because that game doesn't have any implications. So it's just a matter of perception and kind of... And hand, hand in hand with that is the introduction of VAR over the next couple years. Probably a couple years still, I think, yeah. But, I mean, VAR with that is going to... see. Yeah, I mean, it's subjective, so you, call, it's, it's too subjective. You can't Exactly, really, and, yeah. and a call like that where, if honestly, if you watch it in real time, it looks worse than when mm-hmm. you slow it down. So... And the problem is that it happens in real time. So, like, you know, as much bridging as... That. It's like bridging the gap, you know. I, trying to yeah, I don't even exactly know who who did the foul, who who committed the foul. Was it Douglas Costa? No. I don't even know, but, you know... No, it was uh, Benatia or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... The defender who picked up a yellow a couple minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him not to get another card, which was even weirder, that's who I thought got the fir- the card at first, and then he gave it to yeah. Buffon, and I was like, okay, now I now I disagree with where this is going. Um, I mean, you just never know. It's either you make the call and you know you look good, or you don't make the call and you still don't look good. So to lose lose for the ref, but you know it always is. Well, I was I was shocked that the. Uh, decision went Real Madrid's way. I'll tell you that. Just shocked. Yeah. Uh, I will say this though: being uh, a fan, I actually don't believe that they deserved to win that game the way they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be very honest, it makes me even more nervous for them drawing Bayern in the semifinals. Okay. So. All right. Moving on to uh, Roma versus uh, Barcelona. Uh, this was. Was it 3-4-1 going back to Rome? Barca was ahead, and then Rome won 3-0. So I guess the question is, was this a kind of the talking head take? Was this a comeback or a collapse? Hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know if – and I don't like Barcelona. I'll say that right now also. Like, I 
I respect Messi and everything that he is and has accomplished, but I don't like them. Um, I don't think they collapse. I don't. I don't take anything away from them. I think it was just uh, a freak performance by Roma. They just were on. They were ready to go. I I think they just outplayed them. Um, sometimes there's just not. You know, sometimes in soccer you just can't put in a goal. I don't think it was a collapse. So I think it was a comeback. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you watch the game, you see Roma took it to Barca the entire time. So you can't really take anything away to uh, away from Roma. I really don't understand how they managed to get to the semis to begin with. Um, <laughs> That's true. And I think, I don't know, at this point, I'm not sure if they're fortunate enough to, to, to draw Liverpool or if they would rather face Real or Bayern. I'd say probably they'd have the best chance of beating Liverpool. So yeah, it's good for them. I think, yeah, I think the semifinal matchup is interesting now because, um, well, first of all, Mo Salah gets to go back to Roma. That's who uh, Liverpool bought him from. So that'll be interesting. And I always just like Mm -hmm. not taking anything away from Liverpool or Roma, but Bayern and Real are the European giants. Like, you want to see those two teams go at it with each other. Um I really don't know who's going to win either one of those games. It's uh it's going to be very close. I have no predictions or no betting insights for anybody who Yeah, bets. I was going to say, did you check the odds yet on that? No, I actually haven't. Um hmm. which I probably should. I I prob I don't know if they're out yet because there's still uh what like 2 weeks until the game probably. Mm, I don't know, you might be able to get like pre like the early ones. You never know. Problem with betting in soccer is very hard. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. You guys, do you guys, put, you guys bet on soccer often? Uh, I, I don't. If anything, I'll do like a DraftKings maybe okay, for yeah. the Champions League. Yeah. Um, it's it's so hard because like I usually will only take um, you know, like teams straight up. I won't do over right. or under or anything like that because it's that hard. I actually yeah. I did just bet on I put uh 50 bucks on France to win the World Cup. That's all I did. Oh, I got you in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh, over under in soccer I could imagine. That's funny. Be, yeah. <laughs> I could imagine it'd be funny. Um the DraftKings angle uh I should try to do that. Uh, it's that fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah, the DraftKings the definitely for the Champions League. I mean, now there's less players to choose from, but during the knockout, the uh not the knockout, the the group stages, it's a lot of fun. Cause there's so many different players yeah, to choose from. Yeah. That's when I like to do it. That's when I get into yeah. it. Yeah. All right. That's it. Casey, you're doing DraftKings. <laughs> All right. Another way to get Marlo into it. I like it. <laughs> All right. So I guess we we teased the uh, Champions League a semifinal draw. It is Real Madrid against Bayern and Liverpool facing uh, Roma. Uh, did you guys have anything more you wanted to add to I guess either of the matchups, or do you want to go through each of them uh, one by one? What do you What do you think? So. Uh, I would, I'll, we could go through them one by one. Um, you know, starting with Liverpool and Roma. I mean, we saw that. You got to give props to a defense that can stop Messi and Suarez. So, that I thought was interesting. Now I want to see if they can do it again for you know arguably the best trio this European season. So. You know, Roma was impressive in their style of play and the way that they scored. Now let's see if they can hold off, you know, the top scorer in Europe and 
you know, two other very, very good attackers uh, over the course of two games while having to deal with the fact that the guy who's probably scoring all these goals just happened to play for your team also. So it's there's a little bit of a mentality thing there too that you got to keep your eye on. And for Mo Salah too, like what's he going to, how's he going to act coming back into Rome and how he how is he going to feel? Is he going to be comfortable because he's been there or is he going to be off put and it's going to throw his game off? So there's always like, variables that you got to consider um if i had to put money on it i would probably put it on liverpool that's what i would go with yeah me too there's just uh i just it's it's like so hard to like watch sadio mane uh firmino and mo salah play and even even if they get to play Bayern or Real, I still think that they have a pretty decent shot of winning this whole thing. That's what I that's what I like to hear. I think they I think they do too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just feeding them, John. It's I mean, they do have a good chance. I I think that after the basically collapse of Real Madrid in the game against Juventus that they're not going to let that happen again. Um, also, they didn't have Sergio Ramos. I know he's just one player, but he is a very important mm-hmm. part of that whole team. Um, having him in there is a huge help all the time. He's scored game-winning goals. He's scored game-changing goals. Um, so I think that if I had to put money on the other game too, I would probably give it to Real because I don't think that they're going to let happen what happened happen again. And Bayern is a great team, so they, they're just going to have to be a little more careful. So it's going to be an interesting game. I'm excited to watch both of those. I think I'm going to have to give it to Madrid, not just because I'm a fan. I think they have the experience behind them, and now they're going to have the drive to prove to everybody that they deserve this Champions League three-peat, and they're still like the best in Europe. It's their competition. It is. I mean, they're, they they're the best that they've won it more than anybody they've won it the past two years Ronaldo has clearly not stopped scoring goals in Europe so we'll see if uh Neuer being healthy too is a huge plus for them oh is he that yeah he's apparently going to be able to come back so that is something to keep an eye on obviously he's one of the best goalies in the world but you know, you just you just can never know. It could end one nothing over two legs, and then people are gonna be a little disappointed. But still, there's always something going on. Yeah, I think the thing with Bayern is they dominate their domestic league so much. How can how will they fare against the bigger teams? And we've seen in the past couple of years that they've struggled when when matched up against the bigger European clubs. So, and this is their first real test, I think, in the, mm-hmm. in the knockout stage this year. I know they just played Sevilla, so not really a giant um so it'll be interesting to see yeah i agree yeah i think they've had uh you know i don't i don't like to say easy run because i think this is the most intense competition in the world and everyone who's gotten to this stage deserves to be there how like there is a draw though it gets a complete luck of the draw and i think byron had a little bit of luck on their side throughout this whole uh Mm -hmm. draw stage who did they play before they played like uh Basic toss, right, Luke? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, as much as you don't want to take away from any teams, there is a luck of the draw. So now Bayern will really have to face the test of the, the kings of the competition. We'll see how they do. Yeah, that we will. Uh, all right, 
So that, I think, will wrap up our, our Champions League talk, and let's pivot to the big one coming up in the World Cup. Uh, what are you guys, I guess we'll start here and just kind of with a broad brush, what are you most uh, and least looking forward to, or maybe just maybe just most, I'm not sure, what are you looking forward to about the World Cup? Actually, the thing I'm least looking forward to is not being able to watch the U.S. I think, you know, obviously, huge disappointment, but uh, I do like what I'm seeing with our younger talent. Um, I think in the next four years, we'll see a real, a real shift of U.S. soccer, and I think we're going to have some really good athletes coming down the line that'll be able to play for our national team. So uh, hopefully in 2022, we'll have this conversation again, and we'll be talking about how USA is the favorite to win. Um, I, I think know. I'm... I don't know. I think I'm most looking forward to seeing which countries fill their stadium with fans that aren't from them, from their country, just like China did, or uh, not ju- just like North Korea did with the Chinese fans. Just like import fans. Yeah, just like I'm seeing like which countries aren't big enough to actually fill a stadium, so I have to like put extra fans in there. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I always just being a soccer fan for so long. Just any the whole portion of the world cup just makes me excited like there's nothing that could happen that makes me even the u.s not being in it it sucks but i'm still so excited for the world cup it's like the the best thing in the the world for soccer fans um and i think there's a lot of good competition a lot of good teams this year uh so i'm very i'm just excited for the whole thing there's also always incredible music that comes out of the world cup yeah bangers all day yeah i'm excited to see who records the uh the, the national like theme of it. I'm excited for that. That's going to be awesome. So you mentioned a couple times that uh, the Essence national team will not be in the World Cup. Who would you recommend, or do you have somebody to recommend that people like Marlo, who only tune in to watch uh, the U.S. play during the World Cup, who should they who should they pull for, or what sh- what should they be watching for? Well, yeah. Well, who should who should I go for? I, I just you have to take a DNA test. That's the only yeah. way. Oh you gotta, yeah, you got to do okay. it quick though. It takes a long time. That mine's still being yeah. processed. You gotta, okay. You gotta John John quick. Spitz in Kentucky getting processed still. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, step one: Join AnswersYourTalk.com. Uh, so two, but I want to watch someone that's exciting, but I don't want to be a front runner. Um, so yeah, so I just want to be entertained, but I don't want to hop on some bandwagon uh, team. So who what should I, I go for? What I usually do is, um, so I have, um, obviously this DNA test is kind of just more <laughs> for fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could get my DNA test back and I'm like Danish and I have to start rooting for Denmark or <laughs> hey, something. Hey, Christian Eriksen, yeah. baby. <laughs> um, so what I usually suggest is I like, if you have any family somewhere or if you've, if you studied abroad somewhere, like I studied in England and I saw the English national team play a couple of times. No. So I like cheering for them. I think they'll be okay. I don't, if you cheer for England, I don't think you're a front runner. Um, so it's usually if you have some sort of heritage from somewhere, uh, it's just always entertaining to kind of just cheer for them. Like I also like cheering for France. Uh, my parents lived in France for a while. Um, and it, I kind of would just suggest to watch the big teams. You know, yeah. don't be if don't be a a fan of one team. Be a fan of like the big games, like uh, Spain and Portugal are playing. Yeah, so that in the same group, that right? is a game I would suggest you watch. Or when uh, Argentina's whole group, all those games will be thrilling to watch. It's uh, who is it? Them, Nigeria, Iceland, and Croatia. I think. 
In which one? In in uh, Argentina's group. That that that's like the group of death this year. Mm-hmm. Is that the one? With, isn't uh, South Korea in that one as well? Mm, I thought gonna, I thought Nigeria. Was, I know we should have pulled this up. Yeah, Nigeria, uh, Croatia, Argentina, Iceland, Nigeria. Yeah. Ah, so, Iceland. I'd hop on the Iceland bandwagon for sure. Yeah, if you want to have like a little team, like they're good, they're cool to watch. That that I suggest. Or if you have like a favorite player too, like if you were a big Ronaldo <laughs> fan, cheer for mm-hmm. Portugal. If you're a big Messi fan, root for Argentina, because I think those two teams are good, but they would not suggest uh, like front runner like material. All right, that narrows it down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> about everybody. <laughs> hopefully, by the time it comes out, I'll have a team and I'll be I'll be waving that flag proud. Yeah, it, I I always I it's funny because at my at my last time I watched the World Cup, I was at an internship, and uh, I had a separate computer and I just literally watched every game. And my boss, who's a big soccer guy, he was completely fine with me watching the games at work as long as I got my work done too. Yeah, and I was watching some like random game. I can't even remember who it was. Like South Korea versus some somebody random. And my boss is like, "Wow, you you really do like the World Cup. You really watch every game, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, you just honestly never know what's gonna happen." And then somebody scored like a screamer of a goal right in front of him. He was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that couldn't have been anywhere perfect." Like. That's one of the best goals I've ever seen. John just playing highlight clips. Yeah, <laughs> when he's a rat. I just tricked him. <laughs> but I, I suggest if you can, if you have the opportunity to watch the World Cup games, you should just put them on, watch them, make a drinking game out of it. That's what I always say. That's oh, the best yeah, way to do for it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely to watch. Um, maybe Sweden might be it. They uh, Can you imagine me in a Sweden? Jersey, Casey. yeah, Ibrahimovic. He's he's calling back to to go. He wants to be back on the national team now, so he might yeah. have someone to watch. Yeah, are they sponsored by H and M too? Maybe I get some H and M swag. Maybe. You, I, I don't know. You gotta look into that one. All right. So, who do you guys have uh, as as your winner of the World Cup? I know it's still early in the process, but do you have somebody you're looking that you would expect to to win the whole thing or be a favorite? Yeah, um, me and Luke actually have a, a little personal bet going that we made. We made this bet months ago, right, Luke? Longer like than long that. It was ago. like last year. Yeah, we made this yeah. bet a long time ago. I actually have the note saved on my phone from for the date of this, so I'll tell you when we did it. Yeah, uh, June 2nd, 2017, we made this bet. Um, I have France winning the World Cup. That's who, I, that's who I'm locked in at. I have money on it. I have this bet with Luke on it. Um, I think that their depth is crazy. I think that some of their players have been performing very well in their respective leagues, so I'm excited for them. Mishi got a serious ankle injury. Oh. Uh oh. I mean he's on loan, so like yeah, like completely fractured it, I think. That could be huge. That's not good. He's not one of your key players though. Luke has uh who you have Belgium, right? Yeah, Belgium. So he's he's obviously a, a red devil. Um, and he's on loan right now from Chelsea at Dortmund and just destroyed his ankle today. That's good for our players abroad. That's what you like to hear. Honestly, though, I think I think Brazil with a healthy Neymar are going to win it. Really? That's a yeah. that's interesting because, you know, I, I really haven't heard much from Neymar just that he might be back before the World Cup. I think they're trying to keep it hush-hush until they actually can. Their, their team is ridiculous. 
that's a team I don't want to play if we have to. But you never know. All right, excellent. Uh, I think that's all All the questions that I have. Is there any other big you have, Casey. Uh, soccer topic item that I that I missed that you guys want to want to bring up or anything you guys want to ask us? Well, I mean, there was one really big game today. Um, if, if you guys aren't familiar, but our area is called uh, Pascac Valley. It's like the Pascac Valley region in North Jersey. <laughs> so naturally, we have our Sunday league team named the Pasquac right, Ducks. Excellent. And uh, we, we pulled in a nice 6-3 victory today, so that's that's major soccer news for you right there. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that we covered pretty much everything that of yeah. notable news. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I guess you guys want to plug your podcast, let, uh, let our listeners know where, where they can find you for more in-depth uh, soccer news going forward. Yeah, so um, we're on iTunes. It is uh, Pitchside Podcast on iTunes. Um, we are also on Twitter, and that would be at Pitchside Pod. We also have an Instagram page. We're at Pitchside Podcast on Instagram. Um, and we also actually write blogs on our website, which is just pitchsidepodcast.com. Right? That's what it is? Yeah, Pitchside. No, no, it's just pitchsidepod.com. Yeah, so we have we have some content on there, too. Um yeah, I, that's that's it. I think I hit everything. All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys for for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, we'll definitely be listening to the to the Pitchside Podcast uh, going forward. All right, thank you, thank you for having us. Thanks a ton for having us. Yeah.